everybody welcome to another episode of the jmv boxing podcast here in the squatter series in the cult of ramble ranch i am your host whiskey j we got a lot of stuff to talk about virgil ortiz comes out of a great fight with mean machine to get an eighth round knockout rigandell loses split decision many people felt it was maybe one of the boringest match of this year and we got spence pacquiao we got uh, we got Teofimo Lopez news. We got boxing news in general, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not doing this by myself. I do have a co-host. He's right there, ready to go, willing to, with all cylinders and tank top in hand. Beery in the motherfucking house. Beery. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on, man? Yeah. yeah so, a little tired. <sighs> me too. I'm tired as fuck, man. Yeah, man. I ain't really. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, my voice is a little raspy. I feel like yeah. my voice is a little raspy today. I, don't I, know. I think mine too. Yeah, we had a good night. Yes, we did. It was a very good, excellent night. Um, again, guys, we apologize for not dropping an episode on Friday night, Friday morning, to give you our predictions. Um, I think it'd be a waste of time to tell you our predictions if you guys already know the outcome of the fights, because I feel you guys would think like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you fucking liars! You're fucking liars!" <laughs> so I'm not gonna go about. No. I'm not. I don't think we should go about and tell them what we thought. But I'll just say this: we were wrong. <laughs> We were wrong. Like, uh, yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, we kind of. Yeah, pretty much. We yeah. were wrong. We, we were wrong on were. how the the fights were gonna mm-hmm. go. We were wrong. That's all you need to know. We were wrong. Pretty much. So let's go into it real quick. And I didn't get a chance to watch this fight. I've been watching highlights. I'm kind of basing and everything on what I've been hearing and watching. But this is basically being labeled as maybe one of the boringest fights of 2021. Yeah. And I'm talking about. Um, John Riley uh, Casimiro fighting Guillermo Rigandau. This was a Showtime boxing matchup. It was basically Cuba versus the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, from the highlights, from what I saw was Casimiro was stalking in the opening rounds. Uh, Rigandau, he was backing him up. There were moments where the Filipino guy was roughing up Rigandau, shoving him to the canvas, basically attacking aggressively. And Rigandau, who's a, you know maybe one of the best technically sound boxers we have mm-hmm. here, Style is not very uh, television friendly, as many people oh, as no. many people know. Not really. HBO made it very known that they did not like this guy. Bob Arum even made it very known that it's hard to sell a fight for this guy. But Guillermo Rigondeaux is maybe one of the best skilled fighters out there. Just there are moments he puts on great performances, and there are other times he puts on snooze fest for many people. For more of the casual fans, I'd like to say, am, am I right here, B-Ray? No, right? you're, you're totally right. I, I'll mention one uh, memory I've had of uh, of him. I think I believe yes, he I believe he was on the undercard of the Cotto Canelo fight, and my God, did I almost f- fall asleep 
and you saw these memes. I saw I remember that night people were posting these memes like shit, you got me just like sleeping. Um yeah, he's not a like you said, TV friendly. He gets the job done. He does enough to win, but uh he's not very fun to watch. <laughs> he's not. I mean yeah. I like Rigondo. I think Rigondo's a pretty good fighter. Pretty be, good, yeah. Be, be right. He's not the an entertaining TV fighter for mm. you to have him on. No, no. Um look. From what I saw, I I usually say the you should score for the effective aggressor. Mm-hmm. But again, I've only watched the highlights. Of course, the highlights are going to show you know highlights. Yeah. And from reading everyone's reports and everyone's views, um, can I say this was this was a fight that I think Rigada could have won, but I think he kind of like dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. It was a split decision. It was a split decision loss. Scorecards rated at 115, 113 for Guillermo Rigondeau. Uh, one judge had a 116, 112 for Casimiro. And the other one had a 117, 111 for Casimiro. Wow. So, um, what I think what the tell of this fight was when Guillermo Rigondeau was able to get on his bo- was able to get in his boxing shoes, looked great. When he stopped boxing and was focusing more on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casimir's aggression was mostly maybe the highlight of that round. I think the rounds probably were like maybe, like it was kind of. Conv- I think it was hard for people to score who, and mm-hmm. you go for the guy that's being the aggressor, roughing up the guy, throwing him like he looks like he wants to win. The other guy looks like he's trying to survive. Yeah, and sometimes those are the tellings of, for a judge to score that fight, especially when the fight is that close. Again, this was a split decision win. Yeah. Um. I think as far as I've seen is that they said that this was maybe one of the lowest punch punch stats. They said uh, throughout 12 rounds, both guys combined a total of 100 connected punches combined together. So they both connected around 50 punches. That says a lot right there. That says a lot about a lot. Um, so Casemiro wins. He's calling out Donaire. He's calling out the monster. <laughs> we'll see what he goes from here. Mm hmm. And I think he's gonna fight uh, Brandon Figueroa. I think Brandon Figueroa mm-hmm. next, uh, Casemiro. Where does Guillermo Rigondeau go from here? B Ray, we just said he's not a TV fighter for mm-hmm. the casual fans. This may be the last time we see him on TV. Um, where does he go from here? He's not. He's not a spring chicken. He's, he's old. He's, he's in his age. Yeah. Where does he go? Um, I, I I do get the sense that he um he might announce his retirement very soon. That's the that's the feeling I'm getting after just watching the highlights. Um, I I'm leaning towards of him retiring. Really, I really do. I I think we're, um, I'm really expecting from him to say that maybe in the next month or two, for him to be like that's it. Um, I'm hanging up the gloves because really honestly, where else can he go from here? Will he just continue fighting right and? Being on undercards, probably not main eventing fights anymore, but probably just be on undercards. I don't know. I, I I don't see what's next for him. That's why I say I'm leaning towards for him. He's he's gonna retire very soon. He made his money. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, Gamer Brigandos had what two losses now? I think so. I think uh he lost to Lomachenko, Lomachenko right? which was a embarrassing fight. Which yeah. I've always I've never given Lomachenko the credit because mm-hmm. you know Lomachenko was coming up in weight. You know, two weight classes. Two weight he? classes. Went like, two weight classes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And then this fight, if you drop the ball, you drop the ball. You're, I don't know. Age caught up to him. 
the guy's aggression. I don't know what mm-hmm. what I don't know what factors there is, but yeah. the thing with him is you have to be the type of fighter that you have to win every single round. Mm-hmm. You may not be a TV friendly fighter, but the networks can't ignore you if you keep on fucking winning. Oh yeah, and I use a perfect example: Bernard Hopkins was not a TV friendly fighter. No man, he was. <laughs> he had a mouth on him, but HBO hated having his fights on. Mm-hmm. He have to, but Bernard Hopkins was the mentality to have to keep winning if I want to be on these networks, which at that time was just ESPN, Showtime, and HBO. Yeah. He kept winning, no matter what, how ugly it was. You're gonna have me on these networks mm-hmm. because guess what? I'm in a division where some of the stars you like are gonna have to fight me. Yep. And he and he was able to get to that fame because he kept winning, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You keep winning, even if it's an ugly fight, a pretty fight. You keep on winning. <laughs> yeah. Gamer rigging down mentality should be I have to win without a shadow of a doubt. I have to win mm-hmm. because the politics of boxing, the networks don't want me here. I have to make myself known and be forceful in this division yep. and in this sport. And this uh, this past Saturday, he wasn't. In my mm-hmm. opinion, he wasn't. That I think you let it slip through your hands. I agree with you. I think what does he go from here? You're not going to be making the same money. You're not going to be. Ma- I doubt you'll be main eventing a uh, a Showtime card. Uh, is he is he gonna be relegated to undercards? Maybe. Maybe because maybe. For sure, didn't make no one go be like, oh, I want to see him again. No, I'm after pretty sure. Like this, yeah. No, no. He didn't make he made no money. And no that. fighters gonna want to fight him even at an old age, even at the age he's in. Nobody's gonna want to fight him. No, he's still difficult. But no one's gonna want to fight him. Like even if you have a young up and coming kid, you're not gonna want to put him against him. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're just not. You even in this fight. That he dropped the ball by allowing this guy to come in and you know beat him, be aggressive with him. You still wouldn't put your top rising star against mm-hmm. this guy. Gamer Rigano still causes problems. He he makes an ugly fight. You don't want that. You don't want your prospect fighter going mm-hmm. against that. Yep. So I think he'll be regular. Like maybe I think he fights one more time, and I agree. I think he retires. Yeah, yeah I think he retires. It makes sense. Yeah, if he wants to have one more fight, yeah. I, again, yeah, yeah, I'm leading towards him retiring very soon. All right, moving on to the ESPN card. It was Joshua and Professor Franco versus Andrew the Monster Maloney. This, um, Maloney. This was a uh, third fight. This was, I think, this was their third fight or second fight after their controversial fight. Uh, many people felt that Franco left no doubt in the this trilogy. Left no doubt in the trilogy. All judges had a 116-112 for him to keep his title. Which is WBA Super World Flyweight mm-hmm. title. I didn't get a chance to see this. I didn't get a chance to see the highlights on it. I'm probably end up gonna watching it during the week. But um, I, the only thing I've heard was great performance from Franco. Technically, mm-hmm. left no doubt. Was maybe one of the most uh, um, can I say, technical? I think most technical fights you could watch. It was entertaining. That, that's as far as I've been hearing so far. Okay, and this was on, on where ESPN. again? ESPN, all right. Which, to me, I really didn't hear too much about this fight. No, I, no, I did not. Nope. And I'm, and right now, before we started the show, Selling B-Ray, I've been scavenging through Instagram and Twitter to see any of the highlights of this fight or people talking about this mm-hmm. fight. This is like the least talked about ESPN card yep. so far so in 2021. Yeah. Least talked about. Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about the Showtime card. Um, right now we're gonna get to the the the, the zone card, but this is the only one I've heard that I've not. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I have not heard any 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 rumblings anywhere. Like it's kind of like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I didn't get a chance to see it. 
Um, like I said, um, real quick backstory. We had a little get together here on Saturday. We had my cousins here, my yeah. fr- our friend from Geek In Geek Out, Penny, and we were just drinking and. We only had one television, and yeah. we decided to watch The Zone, because I, by that time, B-Ray had realized, oh shit, the, the Zone card was about to start. Yep. So we were just watching The Zone, so we didn't get a chance to watch the Showtime card or the ESPN card. Mm-hmm. I know for sure the ESPN card I'm going to watch on replay on ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, the Showtime card, I mean, I'd have to wait for the replay to happen again on Tuesday to watch yeah. it. But, like I said, ESPN card was like the least talked about going into this weekend, and even now afterwards, it's the least talked about card. Because yeah, I, I I didn't really hurt. I think nothing of it. Exactly. Nothing. It's like it's almost like that card never happened. Never happened. Exactly. So I don't think that many people knew it existed. So, as far as you guys know, as far as we're telling you, Franco won, uh, most convincing fashion. He won. Mm-hmm. Trilogy's over. Pizza. Yeah, so it's over. We'll go into all right. Main event time. All right, baby. When we announced this, we announced to the fans that Virgil Ortiz was going to fight Mean Machine mm-hmm. and his second welterweight fight. We said, well, I said on this show. Great fight for him. Yep. A great comparison for Crawford. Mm-hmm. I said, depending how he looks on this fight, I would tell the fans what I thought should be his next fight. I said that. It's yeah, on did. the it's on the show. Yep, you did. Um, the prediction I had for this fight was off by like two rounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was off by two rounds. Mm-hmm. I know. I spoke to a. My, uh, my co-worker, Gabriel, who's a huge fan. Shout out to Gabriel. We both had that as our prediction mm-hmm. is going into it, which was a six-round knockout. Um, it didn't end up happening, but I'm not going to fuss about that. What I'm going to fuss about is how he got to the eighth-round knockout. Mm-hmm. He fought me Machine. Me Machine, who I, my view, was coming off a layoff since 2019. His last fight was Crawford. I looked up. That's a lie. He fought last September. Okay. No, not no. I'm sorry. Last October he fought, mm-hmm. and he won in the TKO. So he was coming. He 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 was active. He had just fought last last October. So he was you know still right. still mm-hmm. it, it has it wasn't like a year. No, but he he had activity. Going into the fight, like I said, he had to Virgil. had to look impressive. He had to sh- to prove to the fans, the the doubters, that he deserves. That he would do well, I'm sorry, against a guy like Terrence Crawford. Am I right here? Am I, am yep. I off no, 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 no. You're on, on. You're on it. How can I say this? He's not ready. Pretty much overall, if you ask us what we thought, he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready for Crawford. He's and, not, not ready for Spence. Right. Not and, Pacquiao. And and for sure, I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you can agree with me. We're not saying he looked like shit. Complete shit. No. He didn't look complete shit in the fight. He he did he 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 fought his ass off. Of course, I'm giving him credit because obviously it would be stupid for me to be like, oh, he could have done better. But when I'm sitting, my ass is sitting, you know, and not doing shit. He did what he fucking did when he could. He did, you know, he gave me like he did what he could to win that fucking fight. He busted his ass. Uh, but at the end of the night, I did. I it left me with saying, yeah, good, pretty right, pretty good, but for sure not ready, not ready to fight Terence Crawford. No, I, I completely. He's not completely ready. Um. All credit to Mean Machine. I think this this fight showed how good Terrence Crawford is. Yes, mm-hmm. because Terrence Crawford even struggled with this guy for a bit. He did. And so I think you got to give credit to Mean Machine. He looks good. You pointed out during the rewatching of this fight, he's gonna be that guy. 
kind of like that test at welterweight that you're gonna. Mm-hmm. I did mention that. There's, there's always like, I think he called him the gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. But gave I me think, that impression. You know? I think he's more of the gatekeeper to see, are you ready for the next level type shit? Mm-hmm. You know, Crawford fought him, and by that at that time, Crawford was considered one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. He has since fallen down on many people's uh, rankings, mm-hmm. including mine. But going into it, Crawford was the number one fighter. We all thought, oh, he's gonna <clears throat> he's gonna dispatch this guy quick. Mean Machine gave him trouble, knocked him down. Never was counted as a knockdown. <laughs> it looked like a knock when I watched it again. <laughs> <clears throat> and of course, Mean Machine lost in the ninth round uh, knockout to Terrence mm-hmm. Crawford. And we all felt like, oh, well, you know what it is? Terrence Crawford wasn't motivated. Terrence, we we built an excuse for Terrence Crawford's performance. <laughs> yeah. that was the situation. We built a an excuse for Terrence Crawford's mm-hmm. ninth round fight yeah. with the uh, Mean Machine. So going into this was okay. Well, this guy's younger, hungrier. He should do better and do it in a quicker fashion. Mean Machine is just as good as probably. I mm-hmm. think is good. Mean Machine is good. He really is. He, he's better than I thought. This fight for sure made me say it. For, oh, he's better than I thought then. He's better than I thought. Then, then the built-in excuse that we made for Terrence Crawford performance mm-hmm. goes out of the window. Mean yep. Machine is just that good. He's just that good. He shows me that um, so far right now, he shows me he's that type of fighter. I don't want to compare like like he's Porter. But you know how we mentioned about, about, about Porter, right? When you fight Porter, it's, it's going to be an ugly fight. Like he, You're going to earn you know that victory. It's not gonna become easy. He's kind of like that to me right now. Me machines like that guy. where, like you're 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 gonna have a hard time with him. I don't care how good you are. He might be that. It might be. But I'm leaning a little towards for Virgil Ortiz for him. He's not ready. It's a combination of that, but he's not ready as well. Me machines fucking tough, but me machines a tough ready. guy. Me machine makes you earn that win. Yes, mm-hmm. but also me like, machine has a poor gas tank. Yeah, <laughs> Mean Machine's pretty good for like six rounds. Afterwards, mm-hmm. he starts melting. After that, the, the the bolts and screws on the machine start coming apart, mm-hmm. and we saw that in in both fights. Yep, he looked great against Crawford. Later on, started fading away. Crawford just start teeing off and, disp- and basically dismantled the machine. Here, um, against Ortiz, he they both these both guys were standing right in front of each other. Neither mm-hmm. guy took a step back. They were trying to come forward. Of course, Mean Machine landed great shots against uh, Virgil Ortiz. He did. Uh-huh. Hurt him. Both guys hurt each other. Um, Virgil Ortiz was just able to make more of a dent into the machine. He really did. And the machine had no answer for it. And mm-hmm. that's why the ref, you know, count and you know, they waved it off after, mm-hmm. in, uh, as soon as the eighth round ran. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm like trying to catch my breath. <laughs> I'm still hungover. Body sore as hell. I. <laughs> I'm saying when he's not ready, when when I'm talking about Virgil Ortiz, he's not ready. He has the skills. He does. But at this level, at the welterweight division, when you got Spence, Pacquiao, and Crawford, he's not ready just yet. I said it um, a couple months ago. I said, I think I said it after he fought a hooker, and I said, I give him three to four more fights before I think he's ready to fight the elite guys. I feel like that showed it. This fight showed it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that much of an improvement from the hooker fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he's strong. We know he can box. The body shots, man. He was landing on him. Um, great fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Virgil Ortiz is a overall a good fighter. Yeah. But just not there yet. Not there yet. Not there yet. He's 22, I believe. Yeah, 22 years old. Not there yet. Mm-hmm. He still needs a little bit more seasoning in himself. Yep. 
Um, I, what I don't want to happen to Virgil Ortiz is what happens to many young fighters yep. is that he's red hot and you put him against a top-level fighter. Like, I'll say right now, I think if he fights Crawford, he'll be competitive with Crawford. He may hurt Crawford. He may give Crawford problems. But at the at the end, Crawford's skills, Crawford's the level mm. would, would show up. And we would see... We would see the levels of both fighters, and then you know, of course, Crawford would just move ahead, and most likely knock him out. I use the example mm-hmm. to be Ray while watching the fight. The Virgil Ortiz, if promoted properly, could be a good fighter. But if promoted, though, if if you promote him the way you promoted um, Fernando Vargas was promoted, mm-hmm. then we might see a repeat of a Fernando Vargas. Fernando Vargas was a bronze medalist in the nineteen ninety six uh, Olympic Games. Red Hot Prospect coming up from Oxnard, California, mm-hmm. was go- going through fighters quick. Got to a shot to the title, beat Winky Wright, who at that time was was not the Winky we know, but he beat a well-respected champion. Mm-hmm. And, well, he thought, you know what, I want to test myself. I think I'm ready for the big guys. I think I'm ready. Fuck it. I'm, I'm a warrior. Give me Felix Trinidad, who, you know, Felix Trinidad, left hook, tore down buildings mm-hmm. and Fernando Vargas gave Trinidad a tough fight yep but for Felix Trinidad's experience at the higher level <laughs> yeah. showed and maturity showed mm-hmm. and we saw what happened to Fernando Vargas when it came down to it Trinidad took the lead and yep. then Vargas never so to me that I feel that that would be the situation here I think Virgil would give Crawford problems Crawford would figure it out. Crawford then shows his skill levels are way better. You're not there yet, kid, and I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna end up whipping your ass. Yep. To me, Virgil Ortiz needs a couple more fights. Couple really more agree. fights. It showed it. It, it. This one showed this it. One showed it. Um, like I, I just said, all credit to um, Mean Machine, hell mm-hmm. of a fighter. Yep. But this comparison, compare the fight between Crawford and Virgil Ortiz. Crawford looked better. Yeah. Crawford looked a little bit better because you know what? Better. Because Crawford, would, I think as soon as Crawford got hit and got put down, you didn't see that happen again. Nope. I mean, Mean Machine was on him, but Crawford started slowly round after round show, nah, you're, you don't belong here with me. Yeah. And we, he got what he got. Because <laughs> he got pissed. <laughs> this fight this past Saturday, these guys were dead even. Both they guys were. hurt each other. Yep. This fight was going back and forth. Who could ever hurt the other guy and have enough time on the clock mm-hmm. was going to win the fight. Was going to win the fight. It was gonna, that, that was plain and simple. Whoever hurt the other guy w- and got enough time on the clock to finish him was going to win the fight. Virgil Ortiz happened to be that guy in the eighth round. Hurt him, dropped him what three times? Yeah, I want to say three, four times. Yeah. Well, he dropped him in, in the I think in round four. Yeah, round four. He dropped him round four, and then he dropped him again in the eighth. In the eighth, which was like three times, I believe. Yeah, right? so it kind there of total okay. four. Um, but that just showed again. I'll be using the comparison here, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that Virgil Ortiz is Terence Crawford, but they're the opponent. Look at what Crawford was able to accomplish. Look what Virgil was able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Virgil's a hard hitter, but that that type of fighting can only get you so far. Yeah, How, I, I totally agree. That fight can get only get you so far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it only, there's only a certain stretch that can get you to. After that, you have to rely on something else. He didn't do. The, he, I mean, 
can I say? Because I'm a big fan of Virgil. Me I too. Virgil's big, a uh, big fan of this kid. Virgil's good. But I don't see him ready for these fights. No. He has the heart. Golden boy. If they if they still want to be in the Ortiz business, you wait him out. You give him another two more fights. Three at best. Keep keep stepping up his competition. Mm-hmm. You went from hooker to uh, fucking mean machine. mean machine. Next fight should be another another guy yep. within the top ten. I fucking agree, too. Whoever's in the top ten, give it to him. You know, start, you know, move him up a little bit more. I think you're going to get it. He can fight Lipinitz. Lipinitz is a great fighter. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, there's, you know, you can put him against another type of uh, fighter at welterweight, you know. Shit, feed him the winner of Ortiz Guerrero. You can do that, too. <laughs> I, I don't care, you know what I mean? But slowly get this guy back, get the get this kid up. Yeah. I think feeding him into the welterweight division right now, which is right now dominated by Spence, Pacquiao, and Crawford, is not a great idea. No. No, it, it, it's not. And also the impression I got uh, la- on Saturday night, the because the commentators kept mentioning, you know, they these fans, they it's like they're pretty much they know what they're going to see when they go watch his fights. So they need to continue with that momentum. This is Virgil Ortiz. He's knocked out pretty much all of his opponents. You know you're going to get a good fight. So, yeah, exactly. So don't put him in a guy's like, you know, Crawford and Spence. Keep that momentum. Keep that fucking build momentum. Build the fight. Build the build fight. Build up the fucking fight. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Completely agree. And that that should be their sell. Don't put him in the elite fighters yet. No. But put him against these, uh, like you mentioned, guys like Lipinets, right? Maybe, um, who was it? Ortiz and um, Guerrero. Guerrero. I mean, I'm just throwing out names. No, exactly. Like them. Yeah, yep, yep. Somebody in the top ten. To me, that's smart. But, of course, history have shown that, you know, the money is, is there. It's, like, very fucking tempting. But what do you say to people like, well, you're trying to say he's a duck? See, that's not... Oh, my God. See, that's fucking different. Different. It's not really fucking dunking. Yeah, because you don't want him to fight the elite. You know? I don't think it's not dunking, man. Honestly, he's not ready for it. He's not. I mean, we got, what, Mario, Mario Barrios... That's a good fight. It's a good fight. You know, and Barrio Barrio's coming off a, a loss to... Uh, Tank Davis, Tank right? Davis. That's, just still a, that's still mm-hmm. a good fight for him. You can do that as well. Build this guy. Build I would still build, I'd still build him up. It's not like... To me, it's not like he has proven himself in, in some way and be like, all right, he's, he needs to be tested out. Like Crawford, for example. That motherfucker <laughs> should be fighting the elite now. <laughs> There's no, you know, no, no excuse of like he's not ready yet. Bullshit. So you're telling he's me ready. that that you that uh, Golden Boy should give Virgil the same diet that then ESPN's been giving. I mean, Top Rank's been giving uh, Crawford. Crawford, yeah, because that makes sense. That makes fucking sense for Crawford. It does not make sense. No, you need to put him against Sean Porter, which most likely I'm hearing it's gonna happen very soon. You need to start doing that. For Crawford's different. You he's shown that. All right, you know what? He's got he has some great tools, right? But let's see him how he does with these with with these uh, these um, elite fighters. For Ortiz, he's not ready yet. It's clearly he's not. Give him the Kell Brooks. Give him the Amir Khans. Give him the Me Machines, which they just did. Something like that. Yes. Give him the Benavides. That that makes sense for him. Exactly. Give him that type of fights. Yep. You know. And when he's shown finally, when he's proven, all right, you know what? Let's put him against the elite. When 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 everyone starts saying that, then fucking do it. Because this kid, to me, this kid's gonna be there. I think he. Really, I think so too. I'm confident he'll he, get there. He, yeah, he'll get there. He'll fucking get there. But just not right now. Not right. No, not right now. Not right now. Like I said, if Golden Boy wants to get out of the Virgil Ortiz business, then you know, feed him to the feed him to the champs. Exactly. But right now, I would wait out 
Especially, like I keep saying, within the next year or two, mm-hmm. we're going to see these young guys move up. Teofimo Lopez, Devin Haney, Tank, mm-hmm. Ryan. You know, you're going to get all these fights. Yep. You know, fucking uh, Roly. Oh, God. You know, you're going to see those type of guys go up in that division. And guess what? He'll be the kingpin of the division mm-hmm. because when we'll go into the next topic, um, you were talking about Crawford Porter. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep, uh, I think it was uh, my coworker was saying, we haven't heard anything. People are saying, you know, this, this is not going to happen. No one's saying a goddamn thing right now. Which is a good sign. And to me, that's, and I, that's what I said. To me, that's a great sign. A when there's sign. no talks from Bob, to me, that's good. When Bob's out there talking about the fight, Bob is self-sabotaging the fight. He's a, she's trying to build a narrative. Mm-hmm. So far, everything is quiet. Very quiet. So as far as we know, the way we got how many couple days left, a couple weeks left before their deadline is done, mm-hmm. and the purse bid begins. So right now they have this thirty days to negotiate. After that, it goes into a purse bid. Yep. Is this fight gonna happen? I think so. I'm especially, kind of feeling it. yeah. Especially about with the recent news we heard. Now. Jumping from Crawford to the next set of news. The reason I think Crawford and Porter might happen because of the recent developments we heard. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, August 21st, was in Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. at the T-Mobile. T-Mobile. It was supposed to be Errol Spence defending his WB, IBF and WBC belts against Manny Pacquiao, the 42-year-old senator from the Philippines, 8th Division World Champ. Mm-hmm. This was going to be the most anticipated fight this summer. Fuck yeah. The fight is canceled. Yeah. No, he didn't catch COVID. No, surprisingly, no. There was a a tear in in his uh, retina. Uh, retina, I believe they say. In uh-huh. which he needed immediate uh, procedure to be done. Yep. Um, thanks to one of our fans who uh, put it out there, I think he'll probably be out for six to eight weeks. Hopefully. It well, from the looks of everything went well, so six yeah. to eight weeks are probably going to go for him. Give me a second. I want to give the shout out to this fan. Because I did see. Uh, this is from uh-huh. CF Sports Club. Okay. He put, it's like a two to four week recovery for no more activities, eight weeks for athletes. He already called out the winner of uh, Ugas. Of course, obviously. And of course, we already know Ugas is now the replacement. Ugas is a replacement. Did you hear about um, his his original opponent? Who was his, what happened to him? I forgot, I forgot his uh, name. Oh, you didn't hear, huh? Okay, Mm -hmm. this is, all right. So I've read this. So this is funny because I thought that, oh man, like Ugas opponent, like they just snatched, they they just like remove, remove his opponent. That's what I thought first. I read. I was like, huh, this is funny. So, of course, Spence got out because of the eye injury, right? Yeah. Uga's original opponent also had an eye injury. Holy shit. They show a picture. He had a cut underneath his eye. I guess maybe bad from sparring. Suffered an eye injury. Fight got canceled. So, so Uga- it was easy to be like, oh, look at that. Both of you need an opponent in the same weight class. You two go for it. Am I smelling an upset here? You know what? We <laughs> let me tell you, because when that happened, you, you, I told you so far. I go, it's pretty interesting, but I have uh, I, I easily have Packer winning, and he told me I don't know. Start think of it more, and I and I started to think of what you were saying. I was like, you know what? What I said. Let the fans know what I said, B Ray. Let them know. I said, you know what? This could be an upset. <clears throat> you said that right, and I started to think. Like this, the more I thought about it, the more I was, I was, I was, I was trying to pretend to be in his shoes, Uga's shoes, and to be like, "Holy shit, 
I got an opportunity of a lifetime to be in the same ring. A second crack. A second crack. Right? At, start, at, a, at a superstardom. At superstardom, right? Being a superstar, yeah. This is Manny Pacquiao. Holy shit. I have the chance to beat a legend. I am more. I am more. I can. I can just feel. I. I would feel it. I would be more motivated as fucking hell to be like. I'm gonna be the one. Not Eric Spence. Not Terrence Crawford. Me. I'm gonna beat Manny Pacquiao. That's the mentality. I'm sure he's gonna have. He is gonna be really motivated to beat Manny Pacquiao. So I started to think. Oh my god. You know what? This is gonna be. I went from like. It's gonna be a pretty good fight too. I'm like. This is gonna be a really really good fucking fight. I go. Um. I agree. I think it'll be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I smell upset in a sense because Manny Pacquiao can easily spit like I'm done. Early predictions, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna say right now. I got Ugas, and I'll explain. I'll explain why I'm gonna have Ugas next uh, next week. Next show, week, uh-huh. okay. On uh, next week's show, when we do our prediction episode, which we are gonna do. Don't of course, we are gonna yeah. Do. Um, look, Manny could Manny Pacquiao could have easily picked anybody else. He could have. He could have picked. Robert Guerrero or Victor mm-hmm. Ortiz where I'm actually fighting right. on the card or he could have denied no fight he could have not just fought he'd be like I'm uh-huh. done yeah. and then you know this it would have been whatever um, he chose Uga, um, Ugas was like the opponent they chose it you have one week to train for this guy for the last six weeks <laughs> you were training for Spence a southpaw a southpaw boxer puncher to now a orthodox Cuban yep who comes forward but is a Hell of a technician. I mean, look what he did to Sean Porter. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, this guy, this guy, he is the man. Like, I felt that that would have been a great opponent for Crawford. Oh yeah, we we've always said that Crawford never took the fight. Mm-hmm. Spence was salivating for that fight, but of course, do you take the Ugas fight or do you pity Manny Pacquiao? He took the Pacquiao fight mm-hmm. for just to get the name in his resume, right? And he was gonna go after Ugas. That was always gonna be the plan. The plan was. If the WBA doesn't give doesn't strip Ugas of the belt and give it back to Pacquiao, I'll get Pacquiao, put him out, retire his ass, and then go to Ugas and then try to get the Crawford fight. And then if not, move up. That move was up. that was Spencer's plan. Yep. So Spencer was always gonna have Ugas. He always had Ugas on his site. Here, the predicament that happened here with Spence gives Ugas now a clear path to beat him and then become a star. He has the opportunity to like and I feel do the upset and be undisputed because champion. E- because everything is starting to fall into like like it's, it's coincidence or is this like destiny for Ugas to win? Like I said, Earl Spence probably had a rough sparring. The you know toward Retina happens. Everyone ladies, it happens. People are saying it could it could be possibly related to the crash. They're saying because they, if you look at the pictures, yeah that. It was the same eye. Look, that eye guy looked pretty fucked up. So people think it's from the crash. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, you know, I'll ask a question that the Gabe yeah. asked me. Uh-huh. Um, and then Ugas' opponent gets injured. <laughs> and now he's in line for a shot at this guy. He'll defend his WBA belt against Manny Pacquiao, the senator, 42 years old, who right now has been defying the odds mm-hmm. with two fights in a row now. Yep. Thurman Broner. Broner, huh? And going into the fight last Saturday, this next Saturday, my thing was, at age 42, how much is left of Manny Pacquiao's tank? That's the question. Will this be the fight? And I, I was thinking about this going into the Spence fight. Will this be the fight where Manny Pacquiao gets old? Because you were going against a rough and tough fighter at Spence, who is a seek and destroy fighter. Mm-hmm. Who looks in the later rounds to pick it up the pace. Could Manny Pacquiao stay at a pace 
to keep Spence off of him. Yeah. That was the question going into next Saturday, this Saturday coming up. The question now is, with all the fights you've had under your belt, with all the skills you have at age 42, do you have enough to ward off a Cuban fighter who right now mm-hmm. has the opportunity of a lifetime, lifetime. to become so, a legend killer? Yep. That's what I'm saying. So let put sink that into your guys' yep. brains. And that will be my I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave it as that. We'll move on yeah, to yeah, I'll yeah. move on to my next question. That's the narrative that you guys should be thinking about going into this fight. That's what I was thinking, before yeah. Before you pick your guys' uh mm-hmm. you guys pre- make your own predictions for this uh, Saturday night's fight. Think about what I just said. Put a pin on that. Gabriel told me this question um during the week when we found out the Spence was out. Did did we all hope that Spence's performance against Danny Garcia proved to us that he really is back. How much was it just that, you know, Danny had an off night or whatever, or it was just like a, what, a fluke, you know, because how much how much damage was that car crash to him? Mm-hmm. We never really found out. Not really. We never really found how, how bad that car crash was for Spence. No, not really. We never really found out. Like, you know, I can't name any other fighter that come back in that short period of time. It came back like uh, pretty much a year after, yeah. And come back a and year, fight a Danny Garcia. Two months. He looked good. He looked good. He did. He didn't look. He didn't look great. We didn't. But I guess goes into the thing. How much of a built-in excuse did we make for Spence mm-hmm. in his performance against Danny? Because every I know, I know myself was like, well, I mean, we weren't expecting vintage Spence. I mean, the guy's coming off a year layoff. The guy just had a car crash. Of course, he looked the way he looked, and, and I'm, I'll admit that yeah. I said that. But it's just that a built-in excuse, or were we just saying, Whew, okay, well, he looked good here. <laughs> Maybe the car crash didn't do much to him. But how much of this this eye injury was the result of this car crash? And we're starting to see the wear and tear of this kid. Right now, he'll be in right now. How much of it is it? You know, we're seeing the wear and tear. Because that mm-hmm. probably happened in the car crash. It maybe got severely worse during the sparring. Because let's be honest, I think Spence was training for the biggest fight of his career. He had to be. He was going nonstop. Mm-hmm. How much of it was the car crash? Where he was, he's starting to see the effects of this car crash mm-hmm. unfolding right now. That was the question that Gabriel posted that asked me, and I, and I said that's a good question. I don't know how I don't, I don't know how to question. answer that because mm-hmm. because of the built-in excuse I made for Spence when he beat Danny Garcia. I was like, well, you know. He did better than Sean and than Thurman, so he did good. Just he could have done better, but he was coming off a layoff and the car crash. Mm-hmm. So I was already making that excuse for him. Spence even even said it like, oh, "I'm just trying to shake up the cobwebs." Even he was he was saying that. But you think he still is though? Like, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've never been in a car crash. I've never been in a car crash. Mm-hmm. I don't care how talented, how much of a superstar you are. No one comes off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they were saying. Well, he didn't. He didn't have any. He had no broken bones. None of this. It was just you know. No, just, man, but still, <laughs> uh, still, that's, your body doesn't recover. Yeah. Are we seeing the the breakdown of Terence Crawford right now with this? Like, are we seeing the residual effects of this car crash? Is basically the question. Or is this just me? Or is this just me and Gabriel overthinking in here? Mm-hmm. No, it's a good question. It it really is, and like you said, it's very hard to answer that. We honestly, we just, we just don't, we won't know until 
we see him in the ring with guys, guys like Pacquiao and, and, and Crawford. So far, it, it's hard to say, really. I'm, I'm still kind of thinking, you know what? He's just trying to shake off the cobwebs. And I and the Pacquiao fight, I was curious to see like how well he's going to do. I really thought he was going to work his ass off. But again, in order to know, we would have to watch that fight. But you're right. How much did it take out of him? So far, it looked like it, it, it must have caused that eye injury. Or like you said, maybe a bad, you know, bad time, you know, uh, sparring. But we don't know. We really don't know. I just don't like the fact how people are blatantly are saying like he's ducking right now. That's pretty fucked up. Ducking. I mean, you were telling me that the, people the, love conspiracy theories. Yeah, I was about to say people, people love <laughs> people boxing conspiracy. Love conspiracy. What was the conspiracy theories here? Oh my god! So uh, one of the theories. This made me laugh. He's having a hard time making weight. Wait, did he miss weight against Danny Garcia? No. Did he miss weight against Sean? No. Did he miss weight against Mikey? Nope. Did he miss weight against Lamont Peterson? No. Did he miss weight against Kel Brook? No. Then why the fuck are you mentioning that? Exactly. <laughs> I've never heard that he's had a hard time making weight. So I don't believe in that bullshit. That's one. <clears throat> the other one is the obvious. Well, he saw how you know, Manny looks. He's not going to get in the ring with him. You know the videos he's coming out. He saw him, you know, shadow boxing. He has that speed, so everyone's thinking like, "Yeah, he saw that." Be like, "Yeah, he's not ready yet." I bet you most of the stuff you hear, you're reading, are from people from like they're like Philippine descent. Oh, f- obviously, yes, has to be, has to be. <clears throat> Can That's it so just weird. be the obvious? He had a tear. And his fucking retina. But it was one week in advance. That's what they're saying. Like, come on. They're saying they knew about this. They're saying they knew about this. Which is mean to me is that he knew about this. He was like, maybe we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But he did. He had to do a week in physical. Yep. What don't you guys get? There is a fit. You have to go get a physical. This Yes, the contracts are drawn. Everything's agreed upon. Is it something every fighter does? Or just but for him? insurance purposes. Uh-huh. Insurance purposes. You have to do a physical one week before the fight. He did a physical. Doctors found something wrong. He, I'm assuming he was aware of the... I, I think Spence said he, he did his eye. It's three days. Mm-hmm. He's, his eye was his, he felt something was wrong with his eye but he brushed it off and he kept training he kept doing he did the physical doctor found something wrong he went to three different doctors there to get go. a different result yep. all three of them told him no you got a tear in your retina we don't think you should fight we should get you to a we should get you to the hospital right now up fix this problem before it gets any worse and the responsible thing he did was my career, I want the longevity of my career. I'm going to step out of this fight, get mm-hmm. this shit done, recover, and come back and get this fight back. If it's available if now. If it's available. He did what many people, um, it's a certain word you call, responsible people do. <laughs> responsible people. Yeah, I'm going to make a... Fo- so, to me, that's what I don't get. People are stupid. Yeah, I'm going to make a shitload of money fighting Pacquiao, but I'm also going to fuck up my eye in the process. Let's say he found the shiesty doctor. Let's say he found, like, a, a Dr. Nick. <laughs> and anybody who doesn't know who Dr. Nick is, you guys don't watch The Simpsons from back in the day. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dr. Nick. <laughs> Let's say he found a shiesty doctor and told him, Doc, I need you to, to say I'm okay. Like a witch doctor, huh? Anybody. <laughs> 
And the doctor goes, yeah, you're cleared to go, man. And the fight went on. And let's say Manny Pacquiao lands a nice punch on that eye. And now he has a detached retina. Which is bad for him, bad in boxing, dude. Yep. I've, yes. We've heard stories of it. We've heard stories of it. Yes. Medical science, sports science has evolved. So now, you know, you we can, we can detect them. We can fix it. But do you really want to make it even worse? If you found out today, B-Ray, if we do this operation now, you avoid yourself on a bigger complications, worse worst case scenarios later on. Let's do, let's do it now, then later. Or would you be like, well, no, you know, I, I can I can do it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Spence did the responsible thing. He mm-hmm. found out, went to three different doctors, three different opinions, all came out to the conclusion, get it operated. He gave the money up because he cares about his own his own home mm-hmm. health. That's not a coward. No. That is a responsible, responsible. smart person. You know, he even tried to tell them, is there a way I can just, just do this fight that just and get shows out of the he, way? But they're like, no, it has to be done now. Again, smart response. Yeah. If he wanted to fight, and I'm going to say this, his team were the smart, responsible ones to convince him, pull out the fight, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Not, it's not worth it at all. Nope. The money we're going to make in this fight, you can make it in, You can make it again in another fight. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Let's take a step back. That is a responsible person. Because I've said this before and I said it again. Me, you, and everyone else is not going to pay for Terrence Crawford's medical bills. We're not going to pay for his house. Nope. We're mm-hmm. not going to pay. When, when, oh, when it's all said and done, Terrence Crawford's by himself with his family. These guys do not have a pension. They don't have a 401k. They don't have no. a retirement fund, no, retirement uh, um, yeah, a plan. Retirement plan. Uh-huh. They don't have that. So for someone to be like, oh, he's ducking. He's a pussy. He's this. He's that. Oh, he's scared. You try to be in their in their shoes. Mm-hmm. He did the responsible thing. He did. If you would have gone out and fought, that's on you. That's on you. You would have got your head. You would have got your eye caved in and, mm-hmm. and got a detached retina, and you can't see from that eye. That's on you. I'm not gonna call you courageous. I'm gonna call you a moron, because if you were given <laughs> the option, like yo, let's get this operator on so we can avoid this damage to be worse down the road. But because you want to be a macho man, you want to be freaking. I'm a man. I no, fight you, for glory. <laughs> I fought for glory. No, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. You're a moron. That's what you are. To me, that you're a moron. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. You're a moron. Because I'll bet you a perfect example. If the fight would have, if the fight would have gone on and Pacquiao would have beat him, and then Spence was like, you know. One week before the fight, I was detected with a detached retina, a torn retina, and that's why I lost. Oh, that's bullshit. That's an excuse. You knew you should have done something about it then. Why'd you take the fight? <laughs> Isn't that the true. same? I mean, it's very true. The boxing fans are fickle because if you, if that would have been the ex- they're fickle because fickle. They, they pick and choose when they want an argument and when they don't. Because I'll bet you if Spence would have t- found this shysty lawyer, a shysty doctor to sign him off and took the fight and then lost. And then later on, the excuse was, you know what? I had a, I had a torn retina. I was scared the whole fight. I was just, I didn't want to get mm-hmm. hit. So I was, I just covered up the whole night and I let Pacquiao win. People would not believe you. They would have called you a moron for taking the fight. Why didn't you get it operated then? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you postpone the fight? Yep. You get what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, yep. These are the same people that criticized Manny and sued Manny after the Mayweather fight. Oh, my shoulder, my shoulder. Three weeks before the fight, mm-hmm. I, I tore my shoulder. Then why didn't you take the fight? Why didn't you postpone it? Why didn't you get it operated? Why didn't you do it? 
Instead, he got sued. And no one cared about that excuse. I bet they were like, why didn't you just postpone it? Why didn't you get it operated yeah. on? If you knew of this terror, why didn't you do something about yeah. it? Mm-hmm. You see how boxy fans are? Yep, exactly. They didn't call Manny courageous. They didn't call Manny a, you know, he fought for glory. They called him a moron. You you walked into a fight with a knife instead of a gun. <laughs> so if Spence would have done, oh, you're a moron, you walked in one night. You get how boxy fans it's, are? There's no, dude, you're in a no-win situation, basically. Yeah, there's no win here. There's a no-win situation. <laughs> to me, great. I think it's a good fight. I don't agree if the fight's $80 still. Adam, I'm not saying right now, I think this should lower the pay-per-view price. I didn't even price. check how much is it. Pay-per-view price should fall down. A little bit. Just as... At least 5 or 10 bucks, though? <laughs> yeah. Or mm-hmm. they should have a promo like, hey, you bite the cate, you get $30 off. And yeah, you're right. On your pay-per-view. I don't care because, you know, I got the fire stick. Gang, mm-hmm. gang. You no, know, exactly. <laughs> but that, that's, uh, there we go. That's probably the reason why I didn't check because I'm like, well, we're going to watch it regardless. And for the people that aren't going to want, people that are going to have to pay in for yeah. money. It's kind of like $80 for this fight. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, know, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. But do you think, and I think this is the last fight on Pacquiao's PBC contract. Apparently, yeah. I think I heard that. Something like that. So do you think Crawford waits out, or do you think Crawford vacates his belt to wait for Pacquiao to win his fight against Zugas, or does he continue to think, knock off Sean Porter, and then go after Pacquiao down the road? Spence going to be out for the rest of the year. He's not going to be back until like next year. Maybe like next summer. Next summer. Right. By that time, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, I really don't see, um, I hope not, but yeah, I don't see Crawford vacating the belt. I think he's sticking around until he gets that Spence fight. Or Pacquiao. So you think he takes Porter? Oh, he he has to. I think he takes Porter. I think it's gonna happen. Hey, but he has to. Okay. He has to. I don't know if you're gonna mention this too. I don't know if you remember. Forgot. I'm gonna mention just in case. Um, you wanna you wanna talk about just a little bit of um the comparison of the situation with Pacquiao that you know he he's not gonna fight Spence. Well, you know he they it got canceled one week before, right? Canelo Alvarez well, added a situation like that where if he gets injured, no matter what, he can fight. No matter someone, what, he can fight someone uh, else. Choosing for the same amount. Don't of money. get paid him. <laughs> what do you say to the people that be like, "See, this is why Canelo added that in the contract." But he didn't add that in the contract when he fought uh, Billy Joe Sanders. He didn't add that in the contract when he fought Callum Smith, Rocky Fielding, yep. Danny Jacobs. All of a sudden, he wants this here. Does what? Does he know that the PBC fighters are injury prone? Is he? A, is he? A, is he a? Does he know this? Does he, he know like this? Is he like, you know, Nostradamus? <laughs> is, does he have an insider in all you guys' camp that knows, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant might get COVID. Caleb Plant might, you know, have to attach retina. Might break his hand. Mm-hmm. I want to have this clause. I call it bullshit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm tired of people trying to defend what Canelo did. Let's be honest. We talked about it. Everything was agreed upon. Mm-hmm. An hour on the 11th hour before everything is done. You add these bullshit clauses. You add these clauses, mm-hmm. right? And guess what? I would have been quiet about it and said, you know what? I'm gonna let this be. And be like, I'll let the Canelo have I'll let the Canelo Canelo fans take this. Because whatever. But if it was so important for Canelo to get that clause in, and Canelo and then uh, Billy Joe Caleb Plant's team said no, and he left. I'd have been like, okay, Canelo's sticking to his principles. He's sticking to the clause. He wants that on the paper. Then why the fuck are you back renegotiating then? <laughs> that means it wasn't that important to you. If y'all check it out, Canelo, Caleb Plan are renegotiating for a fight in That's November. That's the word going out, yep. That's the word going out. 
Because this, because Bivol doesn't want to take a short notice fight at a catch weight. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want that. Doesn't want that. Nope. So Canelo has to now go back to Al Heyman and take off and go renegotiate another contract with them for a one fight deal. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm not hearing Canelo forcing this stupid stipulation of if Kayla Plan gets injured, I still. Where's your principles on that, Canelo? Where is it, man? Shouldn't you have the balls and conviction for this? Mm-hmm. Be like, no, no matter what, I want that on the contract. I'm not hearing that. Which means it wasn't that important, was it, in the first place? It, apparently not, right? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Same thing like with uh, Floyd Mayweather when he wanted blood testing. He wanted drug testing from the de- from the, the sign of the contract to the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, constant 24-7 um, blood testing for both fighters. It wasn't just for Manny. He did it for every single fight. For every single fight, he did that. He stood to those principles. It wasn't just, it wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't just, oh, I just want it for him. For every single fight. Every single fight. So for me, if Canelo wasn't doing it for Callum Smith, if Canelo wasn't doing it for Fielding, for Kovalev, for Danny Jacobs, why are you doing it here? And if it's that much important to you to have a clause on your contract, then you're going back. We should be hearing that. You know what? He still wants it in his contract. That means that, that was all bullshit. You just added it to adding. You're not going to have it this time. Mm-hmm. And if he adds it again, he doesn't want to fight. My, that's what I'm going with. No, you're, you're totally right. You know, you're totally right. Talking about other fights that got postponed, I was going to mention it right now. Mm-hmm. David Benavides, the number two super middleweight in the world, tested positive for COVID and is postponing his fight on August 28th against Jose Oscategui. B-Ray. We've had COVID for now a year. Mm-hmm. We know how it's spread. Yep. We know that you have to be very vigilant who you hang out with. Yep. You know there's protocols to do. 2021 in August, you're having fighters like Tyson Fury, Tiafima Lopez, and now David Benavides has positive for COVID with all the information that is out there right now yep. of how to fight this fucking virus. Why is this happening in the sport? That's a good question. Something you need to ask these fighters. Why is this happening? It can be many things, man. It it just can be just a coincidence. They just they just caught it, man. They just caught it. Or you're not watching who who's comes around you, who comes in and come, comes out. <laughs> Those are only two things, you know. Because like you know, so, so I have some people that tell me be like, you know what? It's if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it, right? It sometimes it can be inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. That happens. But also sometimes it's it's also of you got to watch out of you you obviously you have to wash your hands you can't have that many people around you and if you do test them have them test tested, them exactly like- so those are only only two things either you just it's just a coincidence these people got it because it, it just it, it was meant to be I guess whatever you want to say it or they're dumbasses for not for not figuring out all right who should who should be coming in who should be coming out. Because it should be limited, right? Like, I know how, it's not how it is right now so far. Back in the day, you have all these fucking crew with you. But now with COVID, you you need to know. You, it's got to be limited. Very fucking limited. And who should be in that camp? Who you, you know, hanging around with? And I don't know if they're being responsible. We don't fucking know because we're not in their camp. Especially when 2020 was mo- the, 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 the worst year for boxers to be inactive. Yes. This year was supposed to be their money day. They like get to get their money on. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's opening up. Exactly. And you're doing these things. I'm not saying I'm not calling for vaccinations, mm-hmm. whatever. That that's that's between you and your family. That's between yeah, you yeah, and, yeah. Your, and your beliefs of the vaccine exactly. or not. 
we're not going to we're not going to sit here and tell you to get a vaccine. No, nope. But we are going to say is be responsible on your team, or your team should be responsible on who is allowed in and out of the training camps, exactly. and not just letting everyone come in. Exactly. Especially when boxing is maybe one of your major sources of income. Oh, uh, definitely. Yep. You know, you postponing this fight now. Look at Teofimo Lopez. Look what's going through him. Exactly. He was, he was supposed to fight last month, June, June, June first, uh-huh. a couple months ago, and then fight again in October. Yep. Now that's postponed. We don't know where he's at right now with that Cambrosa fight. Tyson Fury right now is in London. He's gonna have to come back, take a two week quarantine. If he comes back to train here in the states, this fight should have happened a while ago with mm-hmm. Tyson with Hunter Wilder. We're waiting on that. And now David Benavides is out of a fight in August, which means he'll probably fight in November. You only fought once this year. Yep. I mean, boxers need to be act more active, especially right now with everything closed. Fans are, you have more people watching fights now than probably we did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Boxing, you boxing right now should be striking when the iron's hot with all these stars. For but sure. you're having all this stuff happening. To me, your team should be responsible. Who comes in, who comes out. And you as a fighter should be responsible too. Mm-hmm. Because I keep saying this again. At the end of the day, the posse you're hanging out with is not going to be there for you when you retire. Exactly. When the money runs out, find out who's really there for you. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you nobody. So all these little lingerers you got around the gym hyping your ass up. One of those stupid asses probably went out, had fun somewhere, got COVID, and brought it back to your camp. Yep. <coughs> but I'll bet you if you lost this fight or you keep losing fights, I'll bet you that linger isn't going to be here. He's going to leave. Yep. Mon- you don't got the money. You don't got the bag. I'm out. You should be responsible who comes in and out of your mm-hmm. gym. Exactly. You know, that's that's my thing. Especially especially these lingers. Bro, this is your money maker. You should make sure you're safe to make sure he's safe. So Because if he gets paid, you get money too. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Exactly. I don't know. But... That's all the news we got. I think that's so far we got. We, we spoke Canelo, yeah. Spence, talked about the fights cards. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I want to add this. Summer of uh, boxing 2021 sucks dick. I'll say that. It really does. Dude, we were looking so forward to it. The, they, they were fight schedule, man. They look great. And uh, yeah, they, they all most of them got canceled. And that's the frustrating part for us boxing fans. Mm-hmm. Hardcore boxing fans that the, we're not gonna see his fights. No, another year wasted. Like I'm so excited for, of course, Pacquiao Ugas, but not the same level of excitement I had for Pacquiao Spence. That's disappointing. I was looking forward to Canelo versus uh, Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta wait another couple of months. Yep. <laughs> I was looking forward to the third fight between Wilder Fury. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta wait. Gotta wait as well. Wasn't really looking for Benavides, but whatever. But, yeah, right. But at least it looks, you know, we get to see what the division looks like for Canelo with the win like that. Yeah. With for a fight between Benavides and uh, Uscati. Mm-hmm. Tiafimo Lopez, I was looking forward to that fucking. Fight. I was looking. Forward I thought for that, that was a great fight. I think that was mm-hmm. going to be an all action fight. To me, you got to be responsible. You got to be responsible. Yep. You got to be responsible. You got to. You fucking got to. You know, you they've done a disservice to the boxing fans, the fans that actually. Pay to watch, pay to see them. Exactly. They did a disservice. And as, you know, every sport is coming back, boxing has a lot of eyes on them now because, mm-hmm. like I said, people are, still, people are still staying home. Yeah, they are. People, yes, are. people are looking at boxing a little bit more because of people like Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Canelo Alvarez. All these fighters are bringing the attention. 
And like you said, summer 2021 was supposed to be the blockbuster year for big fights. Right? <laughs> and instead, it's a dry It's dry season. Really it's is. It's dry. It's hot and dry. We have no big fights to quench nope. our thirst. And that's what sucks. But no, I agree with you. It does. Great. But um, are we good here? We're all good. All good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight. For listening to us. I know we weren't here this past for Thursday to give you our predictions. Um, blame be real on that one. Yeah, um, sure. Blame it on me. <laughs> blame everything. Blame it on be real. Uh-huh. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for t- downloading, supporting the show. Don't forget to go to our link tree account to uh, get your t-shirts, tank tops. Summer's almost over. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get them. Mm-hmm. Hoodies. Hoodie season about to come in. We got yep. some hoodies. We're working on the stickers, ladies and gentlemen. We are working on that. As soon as we get them, we'll be shipping them all out to you guys. Mm-hmm. But other than that, have a good have a good work week. Yep. We'll be back this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Before I forget. Download the Anchor app. Oh, yes. If there's certain things you guys want to voice out about this episode or any other episode we've done or anything we post on Instagram, you now have an opportunity to be heard on the show. That's right. You will be heard on the show. Download the Anchor app. There's a feature called Voice Messages. You All you got to do is download it, mm-hmm. uh, type in J&B Ray Boxing Podcast, click the picture, and on the top middle cor- on the top right-hand corner, there's a link called voice messages. You click on it, you record a message, whether it be 30 seconds to five minutes, it doesn't matter. We will air it here on the show. So if you want to give a shout out to your to us, if you want to insult us, if you want to disagree with us on the show, <laughs> you have an opportunity to do so. Yep. So download the Anchor app, look for the JMBA Boxing Podcast page, click voice messages, leave us a voicemail. Do it. This is your opportunity. This is your platform. Say what you want to say. Yep. But other than that, enjoy yourselves. Give us a five-star rating. Helps with the visibility. We'll be back this Thursday to give your predictions for Pacquiao. Ugas. Yes. Later. Later, everyone. What you just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.